0: Good Risings, I'm Jackie.
1: And I'm Brian.
0: And this is Grateful Grains. Happy Monday and welcome to week three of our month on physical well-being. You may recall we got the new year started by covering the five most common resolutions and how to stick with it. Week two, we covered the basics of a healthy body. And this week, we're getting into the basics of a healthy diet.
1: We have quite a bit of well-merited distrust in outdated information and systems, and nutrition is no exception. We put a lot more faith in modern-day nutritionists and health experts than we do in old science and old research. The same system responsible for a food pyramid that has bread, cereal, rice, and pasta as the foundation of a healthy diet with 6 to 11 servings of that per day. The same one that told us eggs are high in cholesterol, that avocados cause heart disease, and that red meat is one of the primary culprits in America's health crisis. So, as always... We encourage everyone who's joining us today to take any new information as an opportunity to do some digging of your own. We'll provide some sources for you to do just that throughout the week.
0: All right, digging in. You could look at the body as a machine with food being both fuel and information on what systems to prioritize or boost or slow down. What we consume can be both poison and medicine. It can be energizing or it can be draining. It can lead to lifelong well-being or it can lead to early decline, not just in terms of weight gain, but also cardiovascularly, neurologically and immunologically. There is a major disconnect today between educated eating and simple consumption, between what's available to us and what's good for us, between what's being passed off as healthy and what's actually healthy.
1: We're starting the conversation today with calories. I think a lot of people see or hear this word and they immediately think about dieting. They think about restrictions on how much they should or shouldn't have. And that's probably because the NIH, the National Institute of Health, released that general 2,000 calorie per day target. But looking at food in this way is a little bit narrow-minded. It's a very small piece of the puzzle. In fact, a lot of prominent researchers and health and wellness experts will tell you that focusing on calories is flat out the wrong thing to be doing because the reality is when we're focusing on eating to nourish our bodies, eating a diet made up entirely of whole or healthy foods, we generally can't consume too many calories.
0: Overeating happens when we eat overly processed foods where large amounts of calories are packed into very small items. And by the way, these processed foods are designed to be consumed in large quantities and also designed to induce cravings. Think about it like this. It may be difficult to eat an entire loaf of bread in one sitting, but if you compress that loaf of bread to the size of a small cookie, You could eat 20 or 30, and that's exactly what happens. We're eating the calories that should exist in an entire loaf of bread in a tiny cookie, and then we're eating
1: 30 of those tiny cookies. Right, this is why we talk a lot about processed foods. It's not just about the hidden fillers or added sugars or unhealthy hidden ingredients. It's also that almost every processed food out there is very easy to overconsume. It's highly palatable, meaning it's delicious if you're used to eating those kinds of foods. Things like boxed donuts and cookies, cereal, chips, frozen dinners, frozen pizzas, and so on. These kinds of foods are generally not nutritious, meaning they don't contain quality nutrients. So they're not providing our bodies with quality energy. They're also not particularly filling either, so we end up eating more again in a short period of time
0: right we end up eating these high calorie items that lack nutrients our bodies are tasked with expending the energy to burn them off and then we're not providing our bodies with the nutrients needed in order to do that very thing we end up feeling lethargic and like brian said hungry again We're also suppressing our immune system, our immune response. We're causing inflammation in our bodies. We're really introducing a very big obstacle for every system in our body. And when we do this habitually or chronically, we're really devastating our physiology. And the unfortunate truth is the vast majority of the American population eats like this every
1: day. The shame here really belongs to the food industry and our government for placating these big food profit monsters. Considering the strain on our healthcare system, our government has every reason to intervene. Instead, we're left totally uneducated and unprotected. We turn to surgeries and medications to treat illnesses that we could be correcting early on with better food. That said, we're really lucky this day and age because we have more access than ever to the information we need when we do decide we're ready to seek it out.
0: Right, we have a much clearer picture of the role food plays in so many degenerative diseases, chronic illnesses, even cancer. For example, Alzheimer's is now commonly referred to as type three diabetes and is more and more widely understood to be a result of refined carbohydrates and sugars. And that's really something we've uncovered in the last five years or so. But beyond being the actual cause of these diseases, we have to take into consideration how overconsumption of the wrong kinds of foods also exacerbates existing illnesses or genetic predispositions.
1: Put plainly, we are what we eat. Food is information. Up until these last few years, people have really had no clue but to rely on the government to provide them with the information on what and how they should be eating. And we can look around and see where that's gotten us heart disease being the leading cause of death for the last 90 years, and obesity being an epidemic in its own right.
0: Yeah, just like big tobacco convincing the world cigarettes were healthy. It took an entire generation to actually reverse that narrative, years after the Surgeon General had decreed them carcinogenic. That's where we're at with food. Even as the official dietary recommendations begin to shift, it takes time to switch the narrative. It takes time to overthrow these major industries and share the truth with consumers. But like Brian said, we have access to information in a way we never have before.
1: Wrapping up the conversation on calories, we're suggesting we stop counting and start looking for those whole foods. Like any addiction, it may take time to free ourselves from those ready-made junk food cravings. It doesn't have to be expensive, by the way. We start by putting down the frozen dinners and grabbing some frozen vegetables. Season with salt and pepper, use some ghee. Pan fry a chicken breast and some olive oil. At the beginning of this journey, we worry less about organic or free range or hormone free, and we focus entirely on getting acclimated to what it feels like to cook and eat whole foods. We work our way up from there. Remember, if you'd like to continue the conversation, we welcome you to reach out through Instagram at Good or you can find me at B McMuffin, And
0: you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Come back again tomorrow for day two of our week, The Basics of a Healthy Diet. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today.